0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Lazy Moms Podcast. Today, I have the awesome Layla joining me. Woo! <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today, Layla. No problem, Kayla. And, you know, my, my usual um, reminder to you all, to all my listeners, listen, I got four kids. They're in the background. We had a conversation beforehand, but, you know, Whatever happens, happens. So, <laughs> they'll be out there. So we're just going to have to roll along with it all. But um, today's episode, we are going to talk about home birth. Because Layla, you had a home birth, correct? Yes, I did. Wow. That, I, more power to you. <laughs> Was it something that you, that you
1: just kind of happened did you say was it something that I planned
0: yeah was the home birth yes definitely planned uh, was there a reason why you wanted to have a home birth versus a birth in the hospital so
1: it's very interesting it's gonna be I'm I'm a scenario type of person I always want to give you a scenario before I answer the question so it'll be a quick response but um, I was listening to a podcast, a mom's podcast as well, um, yeah. with Tika Sumter, and they had a guest on that talked about listening to um, Black Stories, colored... What, something, I forgot the name of it, actually. But it was a colored platform for um, okay. women of color and um, women of color giving birth. Birth stories in color. And a lot of the guests... We're talking about home births. And one person happened to mention the Ricky Lake um, documentary. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the name of the documentary right now, but um, she mentioned the documentary of Ricky Lake. And I was like, listen, I need to go watch this. And I started to learn about the dangers of giving birth in the hospital and the importance of taking, um, standing up and taking a right in your, your process of giving birth. I, I guess just, I would say, like owning up to the right of your of giving birth. So I started mm-hmm. to look into home births since then. And then I just went along with the process. And I would just continue to listen to birth stories in color and listen to different suggestions and ideas. And just went on with the process. And then I had a doula and a midwife as well.
0: Oh, so you, you had both. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, um, one thing I definitely did not know, um, and one of my sorority sisters, she is a nurse practitioner. She's also a midwife. Um, I didn't even know that we could have a midwife because that would have been something that I definitely would have taken advantage of had I known. <laughs> yeah. Now, did the doula um, go with you to every appointment or was there? How did that process work? no so the doula
1: in the package that i had the doula was allowed to go to one visit but i had the doula later on in my process i had her i hired her i think the middle of the second trimester i want to say yeah the middle of the second trimester going into the third trimester so at that time i was honestly tired so the visit she was supposed to go to, I think it was, or something like that. I was just like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm headed out. Don't worry. I'm good. But yes, with her particular package, it was um one visit. She was allowed to go to one visit. Oh,
0: okay. how do you fi- how did you find your doula?
1: It was interesting. So I was on Instagram. She's honestly an amazing doula. Her name is The Hood Doula. At The Hood Doula on Instagram, and it was interesting to me like to like the fact that she put hood there like it was just it caught my attention
0: right right and not
1: necessarily like not necessarily that i'm a hood person but it's just it was just a name yeah it was cap like it was captivating so i followed her on instagram for some time and then i reached out to her and i told her like okay um i would like to have a doula at some point but i'm in the process of moving so when i finally move let's say in November, I would like to hire you and I was set to give birth in December, I mean in January. So she was Mm -hmm. like, fine, no problem. And it was amazing. She was just a wonderful
0: person. And she actually referred me to my midwife. Oh, nice. And the midwife is someone that is there with you. So they were both with you while you had your baby at home. Yes. Okay. So what, for those who may not know, what is role of the midwife so the midwife is more for
1: the health purposes right it's very she provides you with the educational details she's um medically she medically advises you
0: versus the
1: doula who's not medically trained But Mm -hmm. she's there for the support of the mother. She's there to motivate you. She's there to make you comfortable and to make the process as easy as possible for you and relaxing as possible. She's also there to remind you of what you wanted, right? And I say Mm -hmm. what you wanted in the sense that sometimes when you're in a difficult situation, you want to abandon your thoughts and your ideas. Thoughts and ideas Mm -hmm. that you put so much... um, there was a process of making, right? Yeah, so much right. effort. Yeah, thank you. You put so much effort into that thought process, but like in that moment when you're in like desperation mode, sometimes you wanna neglect those ideas. But that mid that doula is there to remind you this is what you wanted. Are you sure you wanna go against what you said you wanted for the last how many months? X
0: amount of months. Right. Yes. And that's that's really great to have someone there to like motivate and remind you. Because honestly, in those last months, you're just like, listen, I don't <laughs> care anymore. <laughs> it's I just want it's this so to be true. over. It is so true. <laughs> so, th- remember, you came up with this process, you came up with this timeline, you came up with this and that, you know, we, we you're almost there. Because honestly, with all my pregnancies, by the third trimester, I'm like, this is for the birds. I just mm-hmm. want this baby on out. I don't care about nothing else. So having that person there as a support is definitely um, that's that's definitely great. Now, yeah. if when you're having a home birth, are you who all can be there? Can it just be like you, you, the two of
1: oh, whoever nice. you want to be there? So at my thirty-six week appointment, but we really had it <laughs> in my thirty-seven week because we had to re- um, reschedule it. So my 37th week appointment, we were supposed to have everyone that I wanted during the home birth present. Okay. So for me, for myself, I wanted my husband, the doula and the midwife. I didn't care to have anybody else. Right. Um, my best friend, actually, no, I wanted my best friend to be there, but she was pregnant. So then I was like, it's up in the air. So I don't know if she's going to be there during that time but she oh. ended up being there for the majority of the process
0: oh but yeah fun. yeah mm-hmm. wow now okay so for me I had to have an epidural <laughs> more power to those who do not and you have your babies you know out feeling that pain but I tried it with my first and the ninth hour I was like excuse me we can't I can't let's 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 get this epidural flowing with a home birth are you able to have an epidural or no everything has to be natural
1: so for me from my understanding you don't have an epidural with a home birth but i want to go back to your statement right where you mm-hmm. stated that um you you have to have the epidural so you have to remember, it's a mindset thing. And that's one thing I had okay. to study from the beginning of the process, right? So everything was mindset, right? We think that we need something, but it's all mindset. And that's what really helped me. That's what truly helped me understanding that it's my mindset. How do I program my mind for this situation? How do I prepare myself? So I did a lot of work to prepare my mind for the process. And I think that's why it was a bit easier for me to, to go through it without
0: another wow. girl. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. I wish mm-hmm. I would have done that. I really <laughs> do because and then you know like everyone who's been listening knows I have four so mm-hmm. after each and every one I had like you said I didn't have to have one but my mind was like Caroline you know you cannot take this pain <laughs> mm-hmm. even though I'm sure I could have but my mind was telling me, nope, we're not going to do it, not today. But that's that's awesome. I don't, how do you program your mind? Because I know for me, and even for a lot of people that I know, it's like, once that first pain hits, it's like, how do you even think, okay, thinking past the pain?
1: Okay. I wish I was like, I knew I was going to do this process. I wish I was more prepared in telling you all the um, <laughs> things that I actually did, right? I should have wrote that down. I thought I was like, going to talk and now I have everything in mind and now it's escaping me. But what I will say is birth stories in color truly helped me because I was able to hear the stories of so many empowered colored women. And you don't have to be a color person for me to listen to you. But mm. I kind of related with a lot of the women. So it's just like, okay, right. it's cool, it's interesting. Let me let me hear this point of view. And we know how the maternal black health and everything that was going on. So I was like, let me listen to these podcasts. But as you listen to the stories, you learn so many things. You learn about Pitocin, you learn about this, you learn about that. And you learn about what mechanisms the other women utilize to help themselves. So for me, the first thing that trained my mind was listening to birth stories, right? Because mm-hmm. here I was had an opportunity to listen to so many women who were able to do it. So that's the first thing, listening to those stories. And then the next thing was taking their recommendations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's an audible that I listened to. I think it was called Birthing From Within. Yes, Birthing From Within that was an audible that I listened to that helped me. So like when I wash the dishes or when I'm walking around, if I was in an irritable mode, I wouldn't listen to it because the person in the audible mm-hmm. was just so calm. And you know, sometimes during pregnancy, it's like, listen, I don't need this. I, I, it's just, it sounds like just it sounds. Right. <laughs> so exactly. I couldn't do it in like dire moments. But then right. when I was in a good mood and I was driving to wherever I was going, I would play it and mm-hmm. um, that's some birthing from within. So, birth stories is the first one. Birthing from within is the second one. And then, another thing that I did was... I listened to yeah. stories about hypnobirthing. About so Hypnobirthing. Hypnobirthing. Hmm. Yes. So, I don't remember the, what it entails. But it's just... It's another thing to train your mind. Just training okay. your mind. And then... What was else? What else did I do? My body was designed for this. Constantly reminding myself that my body was designed to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. When we think of, and not to bring religion or anything, but from the beginning of time, when we think of Mary, when she gave birth to Jesus,
0: Gosh, she in did it
1: on her own. Yeah. Right. She did it on That's her so own. True. Right? And she was secluded. So thinking about that process of marriage, and that's another thing, so I'm Muslim, but we also believe in Mary and Jesus, and um, we just call them differently, we call them Mariam and Isa, but it pretty much sounds the same too, but yes, and sorry, Mr. Yassine, <laughs> the person who, we had the home birth for is over here making sounds.
0: It's quite um, alright. You part of the podcast, come on. <laughs>
1: It talks about, so the, the story of Miriam um, Mary, is in the Quran. So I would often play the, um, we call it, you guys call chapter, we call it surah. So I would often play the surah of mm-hmm. Maryam and it's it would relax me, like remembering her and remember what she went through and everything like that. And I would listen to her constantly just to calm me down and to put me in a state of mind. And those are the things that I did just listening to a lot of a lot of podcast stories and hopefully just like birth stories in color was for me a lot of people can listen to Lazy Mom and learn so much from it in the process too so hopefully my next pregnancy I'll be listening to birth stories and Lazy Mom
0: (laughs) yeah yeah people listen to this especially those who are pregnant or maybe thinking about being pregnant and home birth they listen to your story and say you know you know what I can do this and I would say you know with my next pregnancy I would do this I ain't trying to have no more children so (laughs) you know what (laughs) this is for all of you other mothers out there (laughs) that is perfectly fine (laughs) but that is so awesome I've you know with all of my kids I often thought about home birth and um like I said earlier, not doing the epidural, but I never, I, I I didn't have the resources or all those things that you looked into, like the podcasts and um, the audio books, that would have been great to have found time and really taken the time to um, really look into this stuff because maybe that would have changed my mind and what I did, or maybe not, but at least it would have given me a, a, a new perspective um, because for me, home birth seems... So so hard and in my mind as it's been trained like nope can't do that what if something and was that something that you thought of like what if something goes wrong or um what if you need to go to the hospital is that something that your midwife and you go over um in creating your plan
1: yes So I actually created my birth plan with my doula initially, and then I had to bring that birth plan to that 36-week or 37-week appointment with my midwife. And um, we discussed everything that I wanted. And then even if there were things that items in there that we didn't mention in the birth plan, the midwife Mm -hmm. would be there to, to mention, okay, are you sure about this? But one thing that most people don't realize is that midwives prepare you for anything to go wrong right so they still tell you to pack a bag for the hospital because you have to be you have to be prepared and you have to know your do's and don'ts in the event that something serious does happen so what are you willing to bend on right which um, item are you willing to labor if you have to go to the hospital which is your at which is something that you will not Budge on. What is an item mm-hmm. that you will not budge on, and what is something that you you don't mind? What is something that you're flexible about? That was mm-hmm. something to think about, and that was a conversation that I did have with my midwife and
0: the wow. doula. That's that, that's 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 very interesting. I really wish mm-hmm. I did know this information before. Mm-hmm. So for all of you women out there, especially when women of color, just know that you are able to get a midwife, you are able to have a doula. If that is what you desire, it, sometimes it takes a lot of looking into um, because it is hard to find some of these resources easily, but definitely tap into those you know. And like what Layla did, you know, Instagram, podcasts. you can definitely find these resources out there. Most definitely look into it because don't think that there's only one one way to do things. You you can make your own plan if you have your mindset of how you want your birthing process your birthing plan to go follow it. and there's gonna be times where in your mind you're gonna be like listen this is a lot especially in your third trimester but with your doula and your midwife and even with your support system of friends and family they can remind you no nope you started this you've got to go through with it so most definitely thank you for sharing your story it's it's that's really interesting i really wish I, like i said i really wish i had this information when i was having my children i don't know if it would have changed my mind but it would definitely have given me something to think about <laughs>
1: don't worry don't worry about it i know that a lot of people mentioned that i think Stories and colors started the podcast because and then the um that one with tika something also sugarberry mm-hmm. They started their podcast because, like yourself, they mentioned that at the time that they were pregnant, they didn't have those resources. And they wanted to be that resource for other women and other women of color. So both of them are women of color who started their podcast and they wanted that resource. But one thing I didn't mention to you that really helped me with the home birth
0: Mm
1: -hmm. is, so in high school, I had a, a gym teacher who was a soccer player that would always make us do one minute planks and everyone oh, that does planks knows that like on average people start at 30 seconds whenever you do any of these mm-hmm. fitness,
0: like 30
1: second planks but oh to think my of gosh it, one minute the age of 18, yeah from the age of 18 because I think yeah I was 18 that year that I had her as a um, gym teacher she would make us do that one minute plank every single week Oh my I was trained, yes, I was trained to do those one minute planks, right? So my mind would always tell me one minute, one minute, one minute, one minute, you can do this. So by the time I got, and I would work out throughout the year. So by the time I got to giving birth, I had trained myself to be competitive whenever I'm working out, right? So if I'm doing a workout and it's like killing me, and I'm like, Layla, you're almost there. It's just like the plank, you're almost there. So the day that I was giving birth. The moment when I started my labor, I would say I wouldn't say when I was giving birth because I it was a it was a process, right? But (laughs) when I started my labor, I had the contraction timer, and I would tell myself, okay, Layla, the first thirty seconds is hard, and after the first thirty seconds, I think it was the first thirty seconds was difficult, and then the last sixty was relaxing, or something like that. And then at the active labor point, it reversed. So it, it was a minute and 30 seconds, right? So I would know halfway through,
0: mm-hmm.
1: halfway through, it's going to be painful in the beginning and then halfway through, I'm going to re- relax. And then the contraction's over to the next contraction. So I kept on thinking that plank mindset, right? Layla, you can do mm-hmm. this. It's just like a plank. Layla, you can do this. It's just like a plank. So plank I kept that competitive part. It's one minute. Yeah. Wow. It's one minute. It's, in this case, it was a minute and a half, right? For the right. <laughs> right? It was. It got me through it. And I did that all the way through, but when I got into active labor, right? Because the beginning part is through the early labor. When I got into active mm-hmm. labor, when it's like really, I'm really dilated, it's it's about to go down, it's about to happen. I had mm-hmm. to tell myself it reversed. So it was good in the beginning and then the last six, 45 seconds or whatever that is, in half a minute, the last 45 seconds was painful like, oh my gosh. I had trained myself for the first few hours first, of my labor to right. know that the beginning is um
0: going to be the hard, is hard the end. and then it's going
1: to be easy. Now it was, the beginning was easy and the end was hard. So I had to reprogram my mind again, right? It comes back to that mindset. I had to reprogram my mind. And one of the things that really, really helps me to progress my labor was the mm-hmm. doula had workout videos. So my best friend who was pregnant also, I was technically a month ahead of her in pregnancy, but she gave birth two weeks early, so we our children are two weeks apart. Um Herself, yes. Herself, <laughs> my doula, and I would do the workout videos. And I would notice oh, that whenever wow. I do the workout videos, my contractions would come out closer and closer. It was bringing the gaps were coming closer and closer together. And I needed my contractions wow. to come closer and closer together because my midwife was not gonna come until I was truly in Active labor.
0: Oh, so, so your midwife yeah. wasn't there until no. Wow, I guess I had my it in midwife... my mind that the midwife was there throughout mm. the whole. Wow, wow. So, and,
1: and my doula had another birth that morning. So oh my
0: like, gosh,
1: yes. So I woke up. Hmm. Let me actually tell you guys, do I have time to so actually say something? Else? No,
0: go ahead, go ahead. Okay, all the time. so,
1: um. <laughs> I'm a weirdo, but I remembered for one of my visits, I think it was, I gave birth in my 39th week, right? So in my Mm -hmm. 38 week visit, my midwife was like, I said, listen, I want to give birth at 37 weeks. I want to give birth. And obviously it didn't happen at 37 weeks, but (laughs) she said to me, if you want to give birth early, you have to work two hours, and walk two hours a day. I wasn't walking two hours a day, but I was realizing like, okay, like you said, the third trimester, you just want this baby out. I wanted the baby right. out from the beginning, but third <laughs> trimester, definitely, because I was vomiting my whole pregnancy, but third trimester, definitely. I was like, you have to get out. You have to come out. You have to come out. I'm not comfortable when I sleep. I'm tired. I'm constantly oh my vomiting. God. Um, what else? I have oh heartburn. Mm-hmm. I can do it. So I remember her telling me I had to work two hours, and I was like, Layla, you have not walked these two hours. So I took one day and I walked, I live by Sedgwick in the Bronx. Oh, I know where that is. I used to live there. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I live right by Orla. And then my mom lives by like 15 minutes away from me. So I was like, okay, let me walk to my mom's neighborhood, but let me go to the grocery stores and everything first and then go to her. So that kills an hour. And then I'll walk an hour back. And then I have a BJ's by me. So I was like, let me go. And then, oh, I heard that. Oh, my
0: goodness.
1: <laughs> let me walk to my mom's house and then walk back. So I had my timer on. So I was like, this baby has to come out. So I walked back. And then I was like, okay, let me walk. Now I'm back to my house. Let me walk to BJ's. And there's nothing but hills in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Nothing but hills. But she mm-hmm. told me I have to Dig into the floor, and as I'm walking, I'm digging into the floor and pushing into the floor, and that's going to bring the pressure of the baby down. So I walk to BJ's and I am Ghanaian American. My parents are mm-hmm. all from Ghana. And one thing they do in Ghana is they carry things on their head. Again, oh, I'm yeah. American. I've never had to do that in my life.
0: But mm-hmm. for some
1: reason, today, at nine and a half months pregnant, I decided I'm going to, to do get- that. <laughs> yes. So there's this drink that's good for um breast milk. Why can't I remember the name of the drink right this second? I'll oh. tell you guys once I remember it because it's really good for breast milk production. But oh wow. So this drink <laughs> Yeah. Now is so, it a is
0: it body or you know, no we? No no, 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 no. Oh okay. No, no. <laughs> this is I'm like, body we always thing. coming up with some concoctions. I mean they work, but <laughs>
1: No, so I was heavy on YouTube as well when I was pregnant and body armor was something that was good for milk production so I was like let me Uh have the body armor on deck so I went Uh to um, BJ's I walked to BJ's and I carried the body armor on my head and I walked up these hills and I walked to my house and you know that that morning I woke up and sure as day I started my my labor started my labor started and what was it? She told me I had to make sure I do my two-hour walk. I had to be active, right? It was going to get mm-hmm. everything started. And carrying that thing over my head, it may not have been the smartest thing, but it brought this baby boy here. Hey. <laughs> it brought this baby whatever boy Whatever works. Here, <laughs> I, need, I needed him out. And I was like, listen, I haven't walked. There's no signs of anything. I need this baby out. So I woke up, mm-hmm. and then my mucus plug had came out. And, um... I looked at my husband and I was like, I, I sent a text message to the doula, not the doula, to the midwife. And I said, um, this is what's going on right now. My mucus plug is removed. I'm seeing um, blood. What should I be doing? And she's like, and I said, should my husband go to work? And she's like, okay, if he's able to come right back, he should, you're not gonna give birth right now. It's your first time, it's gonna take time. Just keep me keep me updated and have the infection. <laughs> timer and everything like that and contact your doula she mm-hmm. also has the contact information for my doula as well because that was something oh, important wow. that they needed to work together right. so my doula Yeah. so I contacted my doula and she was at another birth so now I'm sitting here and I'm going to the labor by myself because my husband went to work and I'm by oh, myself no. it's five o'clock yeah it's six o'clock in the morning oh. and I'm going through it and I'm like going through it I'm going through it And I think the doula came in. I want to say the doula came around one o'clock, but mind you, it started at five o'clock in the morning. Oh, I was by myself. Yes, I was by myself from five a.m. to one p.m. And then my best friend and her daughter came in shortly after, so they were there for support. And the minute I was, I kid you not, the minute my doula walked in, she was just there and she just made my life easy. Like I didn't have to do anything by myself. It was just like. She was literally a fairy godmother that came and she did everything. (laughs) She plugged in the diffuser. She already made sure she brought the peppermint oils for me because she knew I wanted peppermint and lavender in the air. She, um, what else did she do? She just programmed everything. And I was supposed to have things set for um, giving birth. There's a home birth list that the midwife told me I was supposed to have prepared the bags, the book bag was supposed to be ready the Mm -hmm. sheets were supposed to be ready everything I had to tell her where everything was she was going through my house I was like go through this door there's a second door go through this go through here go through there and she would come she came for a home visit but she never had to go into places but I was like this is here this is here this is here this is here and she just made me relax she just did the the back massages and I hate massages but her arm, her hands were incredible she did the back massage for me she did everything for me um
0: so she awesome. made sure,
1: yeah. She just made sure everything was in place, and every time I would feel pain, she'll do the massage. Um, and she was there. She was supportive. My midwife is amazing as well. So my midwife came in around I want to say nine o'clock at night, and I gave. Oh her my 25. gosh! Yes. Ooh, Lord have mercy. I gave birth at oh two fifty-five in the morning. So from five a.m. Oh to two
0: fifty-five in the morning. And this I is know. without any type of medication, y'all. Ooh, without medication. No, ooh, and then same. another thing
1: mm. yes, the midwife tells you to pick your meal. So when you're in the hospital, you're not allowed to eat because, right. and a lot of women don't know this, right? The reason they don't let you eat in the hospital is because they're mentally preparing just in case a C section has to happen, right? So uh, to begin with, they're setting you up for doom, right? And I'm not mm-hmm. saying sometimes you do mm-hmm. have to go to the hospital, right?
0: Right,
1: it's easier to do a C-section than it is to go through a normal delivery business. It is. It takes time, that normal delivery, Mm -hmm. right? It takes a whole lot of time. And sometimes... C-section, they just put you
0: in, cut you up, get the baby out, there you
1: go. And you're done. Their their mission is complete. So um, my midwife said, make sure you know your meal for the day that you give birth. What is the meal that you want to eat? And I knew I wanted steak and shrimps and potatoes. And guess what? (laughs) (laughs) I had that, but I threw it right out. Wow. I threw it right back up. So I had nothing in my stomach uh, to go through this process. Everything that I would eat, I think I had uh, a um, Jamaican beef patty. Yes, I had a Jamaican beef patty early in the day. That came right out. The steak and shrimp, that
0: came right out. Um, But yeah. at least you had it
1: because yes.
0: I swear when I was in the, I was hungry see I learned my <laughs> lesson from my first one because my first one I didn't even eat and I was like oh they are gonna give me some food when I get no I went a whole day all I had was <laughs> ginger ale and ice chips I'm like this is for the birds so the last three no like I'm in labor okay well I'm gonna go get some food and then we're gonna head out to the <laughs> it's true it's important it's so important oh my gosh I mean Sadly you threw it up, but at least you were able to have that and you able to incorporate that. Whereas like you said, in the hospital, they're setting you up that I didn't even realize that. But they are mm-hmm. setting you up for a C section. Because you're not supposed to have anything in your stomach when you're having surgery. Wow. Exactly.
1: Just in case. And what we yeah. didn't mention throughout this home process is we mentioned the home birth, right? But we didn't mention the fact that I had a water home water birth. What? So I had a pool. Yes. I had a pool. Um, my doula actually purchased a pool because her sister was supposed to have a home birth, and I rented it from oh. my doula. Mm-hmm. I rented it from oh, my doula. Okay. So, so did you have to stay right in the pool
0: the whole time, or like when, when you knew that your um your son was coming?
1: No, towards the end,
0: when okay. I knew he was
1: coming, because wow. sometimes the water can cause regression right so sometimes Mm. it can make it can set things back so I believe that's what I heard right I believe that's what the midwife said that you have to wait towards the end you can go in it but you can't go in for extended periods of time that's I think I believe you can't you can't be in there for extended periods of time because it does something so towards the end I went into the pool and um my whole pregnancy, you can I about constipation during pregnancy. My whole pregnancy, my stool was nice and soft, everything. For some odd reason, the day I'm giving birth, I was constipated beyond belief. Oh, God. So
0: the one day that it needs
1: <laughs> Yes. So the end process, I remember saying, I have to poop. I have to poop. And I kept saying, I have to poop. I have to poop. And I kept telling them that I have to poop, and they're listening to me because that's the main sign that the baby's coming, right? Whenever you have the poop, that feeling of that uh, urge is usually if the baby's coming. And my mom, I remember my brother. My mom told the people they had she had the poop, and it, it was really my. And they told her to do it on the bed, and it was really my brother. It wasn't poop, but um, so I, that was in my mind. So as I got, she finally cleared me. She checked, and um, I think I was at. I was fully dilated, but then that wow. you have to be you have to have an effacement also. The lining something has to be a certain level, so my mm-hmm. lining wasn't really, um where it needed to be. So she had me labor one hour in the bathroom on the toilet. That is the most painful experience in the world, but it helps to bring the baby down. So my baby's head was down early, since I think thirty five or thirty six or thirty four weeks. No, 20 weeks, he was down. The problem he was when ready. I was giving birth. Yes. When I was giving birth, he wasn't facing in the direction he was supposed to face. So his head was supposed uh-huh. to fix forward, but his head was facing back. It was facing my back. Yeah, oh so God. she had me sit on the toilet for an hour. That is the worst way for world. Sitting on the couch was fine, reclining. Laying on the bed was painful, but it was okay. But that toilet for an hour? was hell oh. was hell that
0: sounds um, painful
1: yes it was very painful and um, she was like don't talk you need to be calm you need to be relaxed do not talk mm-hmm. so there were times that the, the doula and I would like whisper because we didn't want her to know <laughs> <laughs> so the doula was there too for her fan her fan really helped me the doula was there to fan me to um to do everything that she had to do. And like it was just like two mischievous kids like in the back. Like mom with <laughs> mom was in the front and then the, the two kids were in the back. And we were like we were a team. It was so funny. We were a team and I was like she's like but she said the dude was like, but she said we have to do this and I'm like, Oh I'm sorry. Can you ask for some time <laughs> so I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Oh And then yes. Yeah, So when I finally got into the pool, though, um, I was on my back in the pool, and I'm floating. Obviously, I'm in water, so I'm floating. I'm not laying on my back, right? But I'm floating. And that's one thing I want a lot of women to think about. I had the privilege to go to um, Saudi Arabia for Hajj to perform Mm -hmm. the pilgrimage. And they had two bathrooms. They have the bathrooms where they just have the hole on the floor, and then you you bend down and you um, urinate. And then they had Mm -hmm. the bathrooms with the um the toilet like we use here in america and for some odd reason i felt connected to nature when i was bending over but i'm mentioning this because when you think about it when we're going to use the bathroom we don't lay down to use the bathroom right we Mm -hmm. sit to use the bathroom and you even get to a better stage when you're down all the way down which is why a lot Mm -hmm. of places outside of america use those bathrooms where there's just a surf on the floor because the best way for everything to come out the way it needs to, do, to come out. So nice. when you want to give birth, you want to think about the same thing. It's going against gravity when you're laying on your back
0: to mm-hmm. give
1: birth, right? If you're going to go in the toilet to bring something down to defecate, and it's bringing something down or to urinate, then why is it that when you're giving birth to a baby and something has to come down, that you're not doing the same process?
0: Right, they have um, you're laying on your back.
1: Yes, they have you laying on your back, and that's what I learned from the um, oh my god I want to remember this Ricky Lake thing so bad the name but I'll probably give it to you just in case you have to put something in your show notes I'll give it to you okay. so you can add it to the show notes oh yeah um, no problem
0: definitely add it in we'll that documentary of-
1: she mentioned that doctors let you lay on your back because it's easier for them to do whatever they have to do to help you to bring the baby out so it's easier for them but it's not them easier for not people. you
0: wow right.
1: so mm-hmm. when I got in the pool I was floating on my back and it was like the baby he just wasn't coming out like and I was just like oh and I mentioned I was constipated, right so I was on my back mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm like I gotta poop I gotta poop I gotta poop <laughs> and they're like let it out so pebbles came out and this is part of this is part of the process right so pebbles mm-hmm. are coming out and they have it's in the home birth um kit they have the little net and they're, the midwife is sitting there watching me scoop little pebbles, hard pebbles, and she's scooping it with oh the- um, Yeah, so this is this is the process, and it's, to watch her do that, right? Cause it's like, you think about somebody scoop, like, I don't want to touch somebody's scoop. And she's not touching it, but it's a net, but the process that she even has to do something like that. But she was just there and she was doing it, and it was nothing to her, it wow. was just normal. This is part of the process. And I kept saying, I can't do this. It's not coming out. And, and I was screaming. And she said, Layla, you need to come back inside. Calm down. You need to come back inside. Like at the same time, she was sympathizing with me, empathizing with me, of wow. I was going through this crazy experience. But she also knew that I didn't need stress in my life. I didn't right. need the additional stressors, right? So right. she was telling me to go back within, go back within myself handle myself, manage myself it's okay to make sounds but go back from within whenever I saw myself going too far go back from within so I can make it a process, I can move with my mind, so I can be one, I was designed to do this, like she was reminding me that and I was like I can't do this so she told me to flip over and and I remember someone that I had worked with years ago told me that she gave birth on all fours and wow. so yes, and I think my childhood best friend also told me the same thing that like she gave birth on all fours but both of them they're both caribbeans <laughs> um jamaica specifically but they both told me about that so I was like okay when I went back on all fours he came out almost immediately wow I pushed the first time I felt him scrum out his head scrum out and then the body it took a few more pushes though like that was shocking i was like shouldn't this be done like he, his head came out like, Where's the <laughs> and she's like no it's like maybe the next push the next push came he didn't come out and then i think the third or fourth push after that the head came out is when oh my gosh. he finally came out of my body um
0: wow that is such a that that just imagining it, it's it seems like a lot going on, but like a beautiful picture though. Yeah. Like so to have amazing, the water bird, yeah. it's that is so that is so amazing. Mhm. And it takes whew, amazing person to do it all without the help of none mm-hmm. of these hustle drugs. God bless mm-hmm. you. <laughs> wow, that is so. Thank you so much for coming on this show and really sharing your story. And I'm hoping that, you know, someone out there who may be thinking about this process can really listen and even um, look up the resources that you mentioned, because this is, that is, is so amazing. Like I said, just trying to picture it all in my mind. It seems like a lot going on, but it, should, it's, it makes the whole, the whole birthing story just so much, it's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. So awesome. thank you thank you thank you oh, and I really more power to you. The, the
1: podcast I mean the documentary
0: news. well if you do talk, just right? some people yes, just I can, and they
1: just want to hear it right as they right
0: as they talk, <laughs> I mean as we're talking exactly well if you do remember it just send it to me and I'll add it to the notes and also the names of the podcast too um, I'll add it to the notes so you know for those who wanna um, look further and just copy and paste into their search, they can find it. But this yeah. is but this is so awesome. Do you plan on, if you have any more children, continuing on with home birth? I definitely would love to. And then
1: we didn't real quick two seconds. Um, no, go ahead. I waited till my third trimester, so I had my regular appointments.
0: Mm-hmm. Health
1: insurance does pay for a portion if your health insurance does qualify for it but it does pay for a portion some insurances do some insurances don't mine luckily paid I had a 60-40 so I paid for 40% of the home birth and they paid for 60% I asked it to come on in my third trimester so my price was cheaper than if I would have started in my first trimester Um, oh wow and it it made it more financially beneficial for me to do it that way And super mom know about that yeah, super mama birth definitely has great prices so i would definitely recommend people going on instagram she's on instagram she has a website um super mama birth services and um yeah that's it's a lot cheaper if you want these things and you feel like you don't have the resources for it you don't have the funds for it then do it in your third trimester right. because at least you still have the experience you get the birth best of both worlds right you You hear the information in the hospital, and then at the same time, you get the experience that you want at an affordable cost, right? So, yeah, and I think they're trying to turn things around so that doulas can be made available for everyone with health insurance. My doula was completely out of pocket. Um, Whoa! But I didn't.
0: Yes, you did. That's wow I hope they do because I think that's probably one of the things that that stops most people is the thought of oh man I have to think about now paying for this that all at the same time thinking about paying you know once the baby's out that's another expense so
1: put it on your baby shower registry put it on your registry that you want money collect money for doula doula services right or you want to collect money yeah that's that's definitely an avenue that you can utilize. The types of things that we buy we don't use for the baby, right? Like I bought right. so many things. And I'm like, this baby didn't use a lot of these things. Like, right. It was, <laughs> yeah, it cost a lot of money and the baby didn't use it. So it's right. really a
0: purchase. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. That is so awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Layla. I I I learned a lot. And like <laughs> I said, I don't plan on having no more kids. But, you know, if I ever do, you know, if I ever do, this is definitely something I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about. And for all those moms out there who are pregnant now or on their first child or whatever number child you're on and you're thinking about is home birth something that I can do, just really listen to Layla's story. It's definitely very interesting and definitely something to research and look into because I... it it makes a difference to know that these resources are out there whereas when you don't know you kind of just follow along with what is usually look look at my daughter she's telling me it's time to go (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's usually um, when you don't know these resources out there you just kind of follow whatever the plan is with the hospital Um, but to know that this is out there for you and another option a, a good option where you have this great birth plan and you're able to follow your plan, not someone else's plan for yourself, but you're able to create this plan for you for you and you know what's best for you. That's that's really awesome. So thank you so much, Layla. I I definitely appreciate you coming on the show today.
1: Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you for having me, and thank you for having this platform for us mothers and future mothers. Too. Oh
0: no problem. Well, Everyone, thank you for joining me on another great episode of the Lazy Moms Podcast.